Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. It is the Kid XAB. It's your man distinguished. You're saying, oh, you was about to fuck up. Just, just, what do you have to think about? Something? Not at all. I okay. don't know what the I, fuck I, you I, hearing. Okay. I, Fix your fucking headphones, my guy. I heard a stutter. Shout out to Cece for uh, listening to the clips and then saying on Instagram, she hates when we put music behind the fucking video. Cece, you just got to listen better. Your ears, <laughs> your ears is big as fuck. You, you're supposed to be hearing this shit, girl. I love you. Okay. Nigga can't even let me get the claps in. Shit, man. Straight to it. That's it. Is that your all man? <laughs> Actually, no. My all man is, I did something today that I do not do. I pride myself in not doing this. Mm-hmm. And that's littering. Well, what made you have to uh, do that? It's not even that uh, anything made me do it. It was I was lazy. Like, I really was like, damn, like, I had something in my backpack that I just finished. I had a smoothie. I put it in one of the, the cup holders that comes with the backpack. And then the shit fell out. And then I picked it up and I, and I made it stand on the ground. I was like, all right, cool. Before the bus come, I'm a, then the bus came. And I was like, damn. And I just left it there standing. And I was like... I feel like everybody else I don't give a fuck about the earth And then I just left it there And boarded the bus I was like God forgive me This is something I do not do That was really That was really an all man for me I was like damn What the fuck you doing bro I mean it happens (laughs) (laughs) This motherfucker said Nigga I'm not like you I actually do litter a lot bro I just throw shit away Right there Nigga, what are you talking about? Talking about you. I don't litter at all. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> nigga just made shit up on the fly. No, nigga. <laughs> I'm sorry you littered, but <laughs> no, I don't litter. He said that's no me. <laughs> he said that's no me. Um. Oh shit. Oh man, for this week, um, I'm gonna go with a fun one okay. since uh, again the. Content has been crazy for the last two weeks. So, as many of y'all know, some of y'all don't, some of y'all not on the same page yet, but it has been deemed hoochie daddy season this summer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been seeing that. Uh, Clint, shout out to Clint, uh, was on his podcast one day and he was like, you know what, fellas, we going to be hoochie daddies this summer. And it stuck. It became a, a internet sensation. However, some of y'all is ruining the shit, okay? Some of y'all are wearing shorts that are way too short. Oh, nah, come on, bro. We can't, can't, we can't cancel shorts if we fully haven't really seen how far this going to go. No, 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 no. I'm, okay. I'm cool. Because some of y'all wearing Speedos and calling them shit shorts. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the concept of hoochie daddy season. That might be me. All right. Uh, yeah, that might be me on Coney Island Beach one of these days. Please don't. <laughs> All right? Please. please. <laughs> or at least... Yo. Don't invite me out when you decide to do yo, that. Okay, I, I was in the mirror looking at my small clappers, like, "Oh shit, nigga, about to be yo, lit. yo, what are we talking about? <laughs> it's like, about to be. We not all right. See, you gonna cause me to drop these shits early. <laughs> you gonna, you know which one what, is up there? What the fuck is this nigga talking about? <laughs> Hey, hey, Dude, no, just, this nigga said his little clap right. is bro. What is, I cannot wait. Nigga said. I can't wait to get back into the squat game because I need my shit to be fatter. <laughs> you want to start the show over? No, no. no I, I want to keep it right here. I think this is what people fucking missed. Um, 
<sighs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. leave us some comments if you missed this, because right. I don't know if this is what y'all been asking for. But if it is, just let let's a good brother know. I just feel like yo, we we just been talking about relationships way too fucking much. We've been talking about killing and black death way too much. We got fucking uh, genocides and massacres happening and fucking mass. I'm just tired of it. Nah, we got some more uh, today, but um, oh yeah, That's, hopefully uh, we get to hopefully we get to some lighthearted shit mostly. Yeah. So, um, hoochie daddy summer though. We we, we outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um. I definitely plan on being a hoochie daddy. So, okay. you know, I don't got no kids, but right, I'm gonna definitely be, uh, you know, playing with some, uh, so, some, some, some kids at the park. Like, yo, let's play football, nigga. What? I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like, like when the girls come through with their kids, I don't mind being stepdaddy. Right oh, then okay, there, you gotta you know? clean some of that shit up, bro. I mean, listen, they, listen, they could take it how they want. These no, they can't. <laughs> these people perverted. You going this. to jail, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck is you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> they, could t- they could take it No I prefer them not to <laughs> Actually <laughs> um, So Your main man Person you seem to love oh, At a yeah. very high degree Woo! I, yo, If I don't get on the album tank I'm naming my next erotic project Elevation 2 I, I don't care He has a podcast coming out Oh yeah two more days called r&b money so what platform is that gonna be on because i need to know what app to download i'm sure it's gonna be on everything all right cool can't wait um june 1st okay all right so now we know Mm -hmm. at least now i know why he's been so extra lately this is my assumption okay this is my correlation okay but the nigga has been extra on Multiple platforms. Yes. He's been in the shade room constantly. Yeah, he's been on some wild shit. He's been on a lot of podcasts. Mm -hmm. And most recently, he was on Drink Champs Wildin' Out. They said that was one of his top interviews of his career. Right. So, (laughs) I think he's been going ham because he knows that this podcast is coming. And he wanted people to see that he can be a personality and not just a singer. He's hilarious, by the way. I do think Tank is a good personality. I think I think his personality um in terms of podcast and I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the show. Um I feel like it's going to be the R and B version of the Joe Button podcast. Now, not so much in the setup, but in its impact to R and B culture. Like the Joe Button podcast has a, a big impact on hip hop culture. Now, I know Joe has been trying to get away from hip hop culture because honestly, hip hop culture has been trash. We'll talk a little bit more about that, I guess, later in the show. Too trash. But um, I think in terms of what Tank is going to do is this podcast has the potential to be extremely impactful on the R&B sector. I agree. Because um, there's so many different layers that Tank can go. First of all, Tank is an old school cat. You know what I mean, Tank is like literally like Tank got to be in his 40s. So... Yeah, he at, definitely is. At this stage, in the, and Tank got at least, I want to say comfortably 20 years in the game. I don't, I don't know if I could, Something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tank, 97, 98, something like that. Give so, or take. So, you know, because Tyrese came out before Tank. And Tyrese's trajectory is not as impactful as Tank's. Tank's arsenal of music, actually, I feel like people don't really know this. Yo, Tank got a lot of fucking number ones. Y'all got to really go back. Like, he got mad number ones. So this is not a regular caliber R&B artist. At the same time, Tank is a husband. 
Tank is a father. And Tank is a leader when it comes to R&B because Tank not only can do shit with the, the old school greats, Tank could do something with your current um, R&B uh, sensation right now and, and possibly crush them on a record. I would say Tank's star power is not what it used to be, though. No, no, no. The star power is not there. Like, musically, I think Tank will always be Tank. His voice is... Very unique. Vocal arrangement, his ability to, like, hear music and sound. And like you said, he's still been producing number ones, even though his his albums maybe don't get the same critical right. acclaim right. as they used to. Yeah. If you listen to a couple of those latest albums they still fire i mean elevation honestly is one of my favorite tank albums of all time yeah and elevation came out like two years ago yeah so i mean i liked it except for that fucking intro amari did that that oh. amari shit See, that, that's yeah. what i'm saying he should have had me on it and i would have helped cleaned it up a little bit so <laughs> what we're gonna do tank is we're gonna make sure we get me on the next project and if not i'm really gonna be harassing you like, like i've done i've already sent money to the foundation that you're, you're building which you get like i've done i've done i've done my part tank okay super fan is wilding over here absolutely i'm glad you can admit you know like it, accountability brother right, yeah. accountability is where it's at in 2022 tagging him and all that shit his um, manager oh my god but um yeah i do think it's going to be successful i'm going to listen um and hopefully this is another podcast that i can add to my rotation yeah D hell, D hell. Wow. See, see Yikes. what's going on. Damn. D L Hughley. Oh, this this shit right here is wild. Too. And Monique have been going at it on social media for the last. I don't even know when this shit started, but I'm gonna say the last 24 hours. By the time y'all hear this, it will be 20. It'll be 48. <laughs> right. It'll be 48 hours. Um. Bro, I don't, I don't know what to say, man. I, I've been a saying. A part of me don't care, but a part of me is like the truth really coming out now. DL don't hold back. That truth coming out now. I don't really care about this shit either, yeah. except for the fact that Monique constantly does shit like this, right. and we're in this age where just because you're loud, people will champion you. And that shit is so corny to me, son. Like it's really a problem. Just want to put it in perspective. <laughs> If you're a loud black woman like Monique, you will probably get champion. Just a just a tad bit more. People feel like Monique is still the underdog. I wonder how 50 Cent Curtis Jackson feels about this because he's been bigger than Monique. I don't lot. know. I mean, I think I think he would be looking to see where this lands, but <laughs> 50 like controversial shit. So to him, he's actually, looking at this, this like, alley actually. yeah, he looking at this shit like, yo, let it fly. Pull up more receipts. Yeah, let's <laughs> go. Yeah, let it fly. But um, I don't like it. I didn't like it when she did it to Oprah. I didn't like it when she did it to Lee Daniels. The, and Lee Daniels shit was wild. And not because I fuck with what Either, Oprah and right. Lee Daniels. Like, I don't really fuck with them. Right. But you can tell that Monique, I won't call her a problem. But you can tell that she she's hard has, to work with. Yes, and, yes. And people have said this already now. She and she comes off like she's very. Yo, she. I know a lot of black women do not like this word. A lot of y'all very aggressive. I mean, look at what she's doing <laughs> on stage. I mean, yeah, yeah. Your, your tone, how you talk about people, how you talk about what they didn't do versus what you think they should have did. It's bad. It's bad for business. It's bad all around. I think it's a time and a place for aggression. And some people just don't know when to turn it on and off. I don't think this was a situation. One, D.L. Hughley was not the one who put the show together. I was about to say he that, that he wasn't that person. 
he wasn't the one to put the show together. So if he's saying, hey, my contract says I'm the headliner and it says on the schedule I'm going last, I'm not going before you. Right, you opening up for me. It ain't even about opening up in the sense of like, yo, that's not even, my set isn't set up and designed to go first. What, how about that? What if I design my set to, to like piggyback off of something that you did and, and go last before I come out? Because I was told and the schedule says, because the nigga put out the schedule. I saw that. He put out the contract. I saw that. He put mad stuff out. That nigga blanked his bank. That's when I knew. I said, oh, this nigga is getting Yeah, real. he was like, nah. He was in his bag. Yeah, he was like, nah, we're not going to do this. I said, oh, he getting crazy. And then all she keeps saying is, oh, well, you opened up Kings of Comedy and I closed Queens of Comedy. Do we really want to talk about Kings of Comedy versus Queens of Comedy? Kings of Comedy be wildin'. They be Well, the wildin'. numbers are not even in the same ballpark. I was about to say that, yeah. The, a- astronomically, nah. The opener on Kings of Comedy was doing better than the closer on Queens of Comedy, if we really keep it in a stack. But I don't really feel like it should be a comparison. <laughs> I don't think it's about, because both of them shits was funny. Oh, no, 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 of course. We, and we, impact to, impactful to the culture. Oh, uh, 10 million fucking times over, yeah. So I'm not even trying to do the comparison shit on that end of it. But I think that, like, she's missing the boat and missing the point. You did all of that, wild out on him, flamed him on stage, ran on stage for no damn reason. You did a lot. And the nigga's not even your enemy. He wasn't even coming at you. And he's And, and actually, I don't even think in all in what he said, he's still not her enemy. No, he still was respectful. He, he yo, D- he didn't call out of her name. Uh, yo, he he knows how to play a good game of uh, digital chess. Cause di- this is what this generation has turned into, digital chess. Cause if you if you're not careful what you say, you may be losing more than pawns. Exactly because I think <clears throat> I think that's a play, right? Cause if he was to start coming out of his mouth, it's over for him. And he, he was that. to start saying wild shit about her, it's over. He he knows that. Right. Now she automatically wins, even if she's wrong. Even if she, correct. And he, he's figured that out. He knows that. Yeah, so yeah. instead of being like, yo, you dumb bitch, da 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 like cause he could do it. He could have did that. He just went off on Kanye, and that was a whole different type of energy. That energy with Kanye was retarded. But he could have did that and he decided, nah, I'm gonna play the digital chess like you, and I'm just gonna be professional and say, yo, despite my better judgment. Mm. I decided to work with Monique. Now, who's bigger? I mean, to me, DL has always been bigger than Monique. Some people are saying, like, Monique is bigger or, you know, Monique had Oscars and different things that she won. It's not about that. I feel like overall, when we're talking about bigger in terms of, I feel like, presence, not necessarily to the culture, but to a particular vibe and an audience, I mean, I feel like more people possibly probably was tuning more to that DL Ugly show than, than they were the Monique show. I feel like the more, more people would go to a DL Hughley comedy show before they go to a Monique. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Right now? Yeah. That's that's my personal In opinion. In this climate? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like he means more to the culture in that aspect of things. Um, the comedy culture. Yeah, the comedy. Yeah, yeah. Now, black culture, Monique. I think Monique. She got that. She yeah. definitely got that. She got that. Like, you can't say that Monique doesn't. She, she's been a part of more things to, I guess, put put a bit more of an emphasis on what that means to the culture and to black women specifically. And to and to voluptuous uh, plus size black women at that. Right. Yeah. 
I think I think there's no debate in that. But um, Monique, you really got to get it together. This is why I don't really fuck with. Like when Monique tells stories, I always be like, okay, what's the other side of the story? It's too sloppy. <laughs> Monique and Kanye, they 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 got to go to a school together. Somebody, I, I pray D.L. Uli is a teacher. Y'all niggas need y'all niggas need a good instructor. Y'all need something. Um. Well, before we leave this, she also did say, what does DL stand for? And I thought that that was trash because she was weaponizing sexuality in that moment. She really, yo, (laughs) yo. And we don't talk enough about, and we know that black men do this too, but we don't talk enough about how women weaponize sexuality and then like get mad when men react to that. That was a cheap shot. Damn, what does DL stand? Yo, you know what's so crazy? I all the years of me, you know, knowing DL, I never thought like that until just now. That's fucked up. Well, I like his response because he it was it's his name. So uh, it's initials yeah. to his name. So right. the, he put the full right. name and he said signed and then he said his full name. Oh wow. And I was like I just thought that was trash, bro. She can't win because what he's he's doing what Drake did. That's a fact. He's doing what Drake <laughs> did in all of his battles. That's a fact. Receipts, invoice, <laughs> bottles to Charlemagne. <laughs> I'm about to take your wife and just run out a whole fucking uh, baseball stadium. Stop fucking with me. Man, I'm going to follow your wife now. Stop playing with me. Yeah, stop. Matter stop. of fact, and you know, that that's the type of shit that, that, that I'm going to start doing. And that's that when you're going to start doing. And that's the difference between when you operate in off of emotion. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying that in terms of women operate off of emotion, no. but they are just people. Right. When you out there and you just loud, you just yelling, you just breaking shit, you just screaming. Like you could go ahead and do all of that. At the end of the day, I got, like you said, receipts. <sighs> I got this. I got that. Like I have the proof yeah. to what I'm actually saying. You just screaming. Yeah. I don't know what that's doing for you, yeah. but continue with the screaming. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but I just wanted to to harp on that too before we we left this topic because I just really thought that that was trash. That in 2022, right? Obviously, if a man did that, we already know what type. Oh, yeah, we that all like all of what she did oh, that yeah. wouldn't even fly. But I just think to try and weaponize sexuality. Yeah, you know this man. They know each other. So you know this man is not... They're going to see each other one day at a show, too. Right. You know this man is not gay. And so what are you saying DL to make it seem like he's down low? Like, uh, that's a that's a cheap shot. That's yeah, crazy. I was about to say, yeah, below the belt. That's wild. Yeah. Because if we was cool and you was just busting jokes, that that would make me not be cool with you. And it don't seem like you just busting jokes because you was really mad. No, 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 no. She said that she's trying to hurt him. Yeah, you was really mad because you wasn't the headliner. But I feel like every fucking body that she's had an issue with, she's tried to hurt them. Oh, 100%. In like, in like a, a very like, even Lee Daniels. Like a business way. Oh, yeah, in a bit. Yeah, it's like, yo, you about to fuck up potential. What are you doing? Oh, if I really went in on who Oprah and Lee Daniels really are, then they whole career would be over type shit. That's, that's the type of vibe she is. To on. me, you say some shit like that, yo, I got to really make sure I never fuck with you again. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool, I'm off, cool of, off everything. I, I don't even give a fuck about an apology. I'm done, done. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm straight. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm cool off all that. Right. So what we also saying too is if y'all fuck niggas is listening and some shit like that happened between us and we get bigger and you say some shit, don't ever say no shit like that about us. Yeah, we we're Please, gonna ignore you. We're gonna really it's gonna be bad. Just yeah. no comment, no nothing. It's just gonna be the lawyers. <laughs> and I pray them lawyers is nice. So another thing that we don't really fuck with is uh you seen that clip, right? The man in the club. Yeah. Shorty in the club. The story is, I don't know if it's true because everything on social media that didn't look is fake, for clicks. Though. That actually looked a little real. Well, the part that I don't know is if what happened happened based off of what the caption is saying. Oh, okay. okay. The caption says, the dude asked for her number. Right. And she declined. She declined. And so I guess. What did he throw? What, was that an empty cup? Or, nah, that was a cup with water or, or, oh, or okay. alcohol Liquid or whatever okay. on it. Yeah. And she, she threw he threw it up in the air towards her to fall on her on right. purpose. And then when she turned around, I guess her friend was like, no, that nigga right there threw it. And then she threw her drink on the him. whole drink, too. Like, and then punched him in the face. That shit was wild. As she should, though. Yeah. As she should. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, this leads into a, a conversation. I've actually been having this conversation with a lot of people online um, regarding entitlement and men and that entitlement to somebody else. And I want to make it very, very clear. I think men have men in particular, I think it goes both ways. We've seen women do extreme things when they don't get the man that they want to. Or when they don't get the attention that they want right, right. then and there. Yeah. Right. But in this instance, because it's a man that did this, yeah. a lot of what men don't realize is, is their entitlement is attached to two things. And that is their ego. And that is insecurities. Mm. When it's attached to their ego, it's attached to this, this idea that if this individual doesn't, like, accept me, like, who the fuck are they to not want me? Correct. Who, who does this quote-unquote bitch think she is to, like, tell me she don't want me? And then they, they start playing the ego cards. I drive this type of car. Mm, I got this much amount of money. I got this much amount of money. Actually, look at how the fuck I'm dressed. Look at what I'm wearing. Yeah, I got Versace on, nigga. Like, are you stupid? They go that route or they go the other route, which is what this nigga did, which is he probably felt so insecure after he got played in front of his homeboy, quote unquote played. And it's like, we got to start changing the verbiage. You didn't get played if somebody says they don't want you. (laughs) That's not getting played. That person just don't want you. Right. That's cool. Move on to the next one. But a lot of things, a lot of times, a lot of people just get attached to this idea that if someone doesn't want them, it like that that's the last person in the world. Yeah. It's it's not that. There there are a thousand of them that won't want you, but there might be ten thousand that do. And you're just playing a, a numbers game. I I never will forget. Someone told me a long time ago, um, when you talk about shooting your shot at women, it is a batting average more so than it is a shooting percentage. So in the NBA, right, we go by shooting percentage. It's 50-50. You've been 50% from the line or you've been a 50% three-point shooter, X, Y, and Z. With batting average, it's like if you hit the ball like – 300 times out of a thousand then you doing all right you you somewhere in in a decent ballpark type of situation 
So that's how you got to look at dating sometimes. It's like with with fucking 8 billion people on the planet, you might run into 100,000 that are cool off you. They don't want nothing to do with you. And that's fine. And there might be another 200,000 that are all about you. So that's true. Yeah, but um, but how did you feel about the um the video? Uh, the video made me think about how many times you know dudes really go to the club, and we just be in the club, and it's like, nigga, why why are we in a club to just do this shit? Like, nigga, me and you had the conversation, and it's just like, it just feels like it's a fucking game. Sometimes, like, you go to the club. Some niggas don't know why they're in the club. <laughs> and then some people fig- figure out when they're in the club, why they're in the club. Nigga, I'm in the club mm. for like one or two things. I'm in the club because I'm in there seeing if I could fuck a random ass person. A random ass person that I don't fucking know. And then on top of that, I'm in the club either one because I got invited or two because I wanted to go. And then during that time, I'm I'm telling myself... I might have to buy a random ass person a drink that I do not know. Facts. Um, I may have to shit uh, randomly g uh g check a nigga for doing some stupid shit with a girl that's that's with me. Facts. Um, three. If the bill come and it's a group of us, niggas might start acting weird because they're not account. Um, and <clears throat> and four. If I'm not seated at a table. Nigga, be prepared to stand like you're doing an eight and a half hour shift at H&M. Be prepared to stand. Because that's all niggas is doing in the club. We're standing around. We're looking good in front of strangers that we you don't said, fucking know. Uh, eight hour shift at H&M. We're really, truly. Uh, some niggas is going because niggas might be getting a certain type of attention that they never get in their real life at the club. And like spitting. And then some girls is going there because they know that they about to get all the fucking attention that they've been craving and dying about. Even if no nigga ever woke up to them that night, they know that there's there's eyes on them. And I, and I feel like more more times than not, women literally go to the club to be seen. Like, real shit. They go to be seen. They know I my ass is fat. I know how I look as a woman. Oh, you came to pod today? So I know when I... <laughs> So I know what I wear this fucking outfit. I'm fucking shit up. I'm breaking necks. I know I'm doing all of that. And they don't have to try that hard. I feel like the game is how many niggas can I get indirectly or directly to do something for me? And then me, when I no longer want this nigga to do anything for me in the club setting, then it's good. So if after a while he gets me two or three drinks and then I'm cool off that and then I'm like, all right, cool. On to the next nigga. All right, I'm cool. That was my drink, nigga. Let's see if this nigga might buy me some food or whatever. Or some hookah. So this is not to shit on uh, uh, my friend. I was with her the other day in the club. And I learned this very quickly about me. If I got to the club before you and I bought my food or I buy my hookah and then randomly hours later, you and your peoples come and y'all didn't put no money towards the food and the hookah, but y'all smoking a hookah, I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't say anything, but deep down inside, I really did want to say something, and I just let it go. I was like, "It's a birthday vibe, birthday weekend." It was mad fucking rain. Um, we were celebrating somebody else's shit. I went there, and this was the first time in the club that 
Like me, I like going to the club and I like doing random shit. Like if I see somebody's birthday, I might buy that girl a drink and then I'll just buy it and then walk away. Like I won't even talk to her, nothing like that. That particular night, there was a girl celebrating a birthday um, and I bought her a flower, bought her a rose. Um, this they you know, they let a, a, a Spanish lady walk in there with a fucking cart of fucking flowers. I was like, this is the most ghetto shit ever. But you got to love New York City, bro. I love me a hustler. I bought it for her. And it was just random because chicks was in there with their mans. But then chicks was like also leaving their mans dancing on random chicks. Like, I don't know. I feel like the freedom aspect of the club. It's like a given. If you're a woman, you could almost get away with anything. Niggas, you can't. A chick could go to another girl randomly and start dancing. A nigga can't really kind of do that if you don't know the girl. Because niggas, because the girl going to look at you weird. Like, who are you? If the girl off rip don't think you're attractive or you got the right clothes on or if you don't got the right look, she may not dance with you. But it could just be a random chick with a fat ass and she feel like she look good enough. She just got, and, and I saw it. Really, I saw it. I saw it happen. I was just like, damn, niggas can't do what these girls do. I did. They got a lot of power in the club. <laughs> I've been over the club since. <laughs> like I like, said, fuck the club shit, nigga. 2015. Damn. So, like, why would you go to a club now in 2022? What, what, what are you trying to? Uh, what, what's the goal? Honestly, son, I feel like the only reasons I'll be in the club is for somebody's birthday, okay. including mine. Okay. Right. Like, if That's I want a good reason, if I want to celebrate something, I may decide to go to the club. Okay. But the club is so different now. Like, for me, the club was optimal 2012, 2013, 2014. That's when you had Temptations was still open. Secrets was open. For those of y'all who know, those clubs stayed open till 7 a.m. Oh, damn. Caribbean-based clubs. So naturally with Caribbean culture... The club vibe is a little bit different. Still the same elements of the goofy shit that you mentioned. Niggas standing around with drinks in their hand. You got to niggas feeling like they got to buy a drink to look cool. Like I'm just so over the dumb shit we do and call culture, bro. Right. So niggas could have niggas had a free drink at home. Yeah. Well, could have had or the same drink for, for way less. Right. You buying you buying a bottle Yo. worth for one cup. You niggas, buying $15 for a cup of Hennessy. Niggas was buying bottles that night too, bro. I'm like, damn, niggas bought $500 worth and only got one bottle. And for me, I'm just looking at this shit like, and, my, and Saika says this all the time. So I could be like, yo, niggas be in the club buying $500 bottles, but ain't never been nowhere, never took a trip. And it's like, for me, I'm just like, yo, what are we really doing in the club? I ain't never fucking lie. Like, back in 2012, 2013, you go to Club Rebel, oh, you go shit. to Secrets, Definitely remember Rebel. You, go, you go to Temptations, right? You're going there, and you're most likely going to dance. Oh, yeah. You're going to have mad fun with your peoples. You're going to be wilding out. It could be a random person there. Yeah. And it, they're cool because in Caribbean culture, as you see when the Parkway come back this year, mm-hmm. as you seen with Juve, like... The culture is that you could walk up on a girl and dance on her and there's no issue. That's true. Like, that's true. After a while, though, if she's not feeling you, she's going to dub you. She's going to dub you. But now it's like everybody goes to the club to stand in a section, mm-hmm. take selfies. Oh, man. Selfies took over the club. Smoke hookah and look cute. And it's like, why am I spending money to do that? And like you said, 
if I if I am going to quote unquote get somebody's attention, because sometimes people go to the club to get to see if they could bag, right? Yeah, see yeah. if they, they could find somebody. Not only if they could bag, if they could fuck. Right. Yeah. So now I gotta in most cases now, because everybody wants to be treated like the same. Like what? I don't even know you. But on some like high level, it's yeah. like if you don't come to me like I'm a princess. I don't want to deal with you. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying in the club, as a man, if I don't know you, I don't know if you deserve the princess treatment or, or the pauper treatment. Like, and, I don't know what you really deserve. So for and me... to be honest, you want me to treat you like a princess in the club? Like, let's think about where we at. But for me to have to go buy you a drink, I don't even know if you're really interested in me or not. I'm going to talk to you about dumb shit, so where you from? Yeah. Yo. Justifying you not interested? Right. It's like, what am I doing? What This, this ain't... It ain't for me. I'm I'm not knocking nobody who's enjoying their clubbing life. I am past it. Like the way clubbing is now in 2022, that mm. is not my vibe. I'm not trying to sit around watching niggas smoke, watching niggas drink, right. and everybody literally standing around. Nobody's dancing no, no more. No, no, that's true. That's true. I think for me, because I love me some hookah, but. I I I be going for a vibe, and I'm not gonna front. I've definitely been in the club or been at a at a lounge that turned into a party. I've definitely bagged chicks. I've definitely smashed chicks on the first night. Like I I've done it, but I don't be going there to party. Really, I be going there to just chill and catch a vibe. Yeah, and and I, I the last time I was in a lounge or whatever, I I got bagged. Oh shit! And it was like, you know what I mean? But did she smash? Chill, but. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, I don't, like, for me to wake up and say, yo, you know what I'm doing today? Right. Going to the club. <laughs> Niggas is not doing that. I don't mind a lounge as much. Right. Um, Because that's kind of like the vibe of a lounge is you're going to sit somewhere. Yeah, and just chill, eat some food. You're going to chill. You're going to eat. Listen to music. It's going to be some good music yeah. and it might be a dance floor. Right. Like, you know what time type of time it is. Yeah. But these club... It, Atmospheres and all these clubs are trying to feel like lounges now too, which is yeah, another yeah. situation. Dim lights. I mean, the club that I was at, I forgot the name of the shit, but DJ Self was there wilding the fuck out. He was he's basically asking questions, the same questions he asked on the radio. But it was my first time actually seeing a nigga at a at a spot that I was at, and he had the, he had, he had the place on too. I'm not gonna lie, he kind of made me think, damn nigga, I gotta step the hosting up. This nigga's funny as fuck. Yeah. But me, it's just like I'm not spend. I don't. I'm not trying to spend money doing stupid shit like that. Right. Honestly. Right. Like, like again, if it's somebody's birthday, if it's time to celebrate. Right. If it's time to turn up. If it's time, if, like this this summer, I definitely feel like I want to be outside because I've been inside for two years. Yeah. So you trying to turn up this summer, bro? You trying to? I mean, we'll see what yeah, happens. Okay, we'll right. see what happens. You know, what I mean, this might be my last free summer for two years. So don't we'll, get me excited. Okay. We see what happens. You know, mm-hmm. I'm officially, uh, in in uh. No graduate school. So. Okay, congratulations on yes, that. Sir. We, we, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We need a hand clap. You need that, right? Yeah, my fault. My fault. Yeah. Shout out you to my. I am officially on my way to becoming a industrial organizational psychologist. Oh, so shit. I will be wow graduating in a few years with that degree. Yeah. But um, you know, so maybe 
maybe this is the optimum year to be outside. So if this is the optimum, we 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 have to just you know you know be young, wild, and free. You got to do shit that you ain't never did before. Don't tell me I'm not doing that. D, no, you're doing it. Oh no, see, I have to tell you, I'm not doing that because you be wanting some extra shit to go down. It'd be like nigga, nah. But I I I'm trying to be outside this summer. I think. You know, I haven't been to a really fun pool party in a minute. Yeah, um, I feel, yeah, I feel like I haven't really been at a pool party period in like mad long. Actually, I want to be outside with the fucking you know four inch seams. Yeah, yeah, I think we need to go out, go to some outside. Uh, I don't know what you call them, rooftops. I guess rooftop, rooftop vibes. Yeah, okay, I think yeah. we need to hit some of those. Okay, I mean. There's a brunch this weekend. You, you, you pull, I know you keep you, you keep it. Up. You keep telling me. You know, shout uh, out to Bay Brunch and Spill Entertainment. It's free promo for y'all, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a C. Okay. Um, but yeah, shout out and and audience, please pull up. And if you don't have a Bay, nigga, you can find a Bay there. There's gonna be chicks there. I mean, that's the next thing about you. Want me to keep it real on this fucking podcast, bro? <laughs> you about to give me in trouble, but yeah, you can keep it hundred. The type of chicks that I'm looking for nowadays don't be at. <laughs> They don't be in the brunt, yo. Wow. I be at these clubs and these brunt. I'm trying. I was trying to keep it and nice, right? I be actually at- cut this tomorrow, <laughs> like, but not like post it. Just like leave it. I be at these Jeez. brunches. I wow. be at these clubs. I be at these lounges, and I be like, none of these chicks tickle my fancy, bro. But are they feeling the same way about you, though? Probably. I don't and if they are cool, you know what I'm saying? Don't give a fuck anyway. <laughs> Niggas don't give a fuck, actually. I don't give By a the fuck. way, we don't read a book. Like, and then the baddies that do be there, they either they're with a group of niggas, so it's hard to decipher That's who's true. single, who not single. That's true. Right? Because the, the niggas took them out and decided they're gonna pay for everything. So the baddies wanna be under the niggas that are paying for them to be there. Oh, wait. Isn't that weaponizing the experience? I think so. Niggas with their girlfriends. Or or not. They may not be girlfriends. Or not. Could be like fuck buddies or not. Just Someone who I'm trying to smash. Right. I'm trying to smash. So I'm trying to catch a vibe. And she not really been. She hasn't really been giving me. So this is my opportunity to do that. But I'm going to try and convince her. But a, a nigga, lot of niggas do that. Right. But a nigga like an XAB distinguished pull up in the spot. Suited and booted. It might be bad. It might be hard for you. Yeah. Damn. But it becomes hard to decipher. And that's for me, it. I'm not the type of nigga that's going, excuse me, brother. Right. Um, you don't want to have to do that. Yeah, because I don't want to have to fight. Yeah. We we already know what type of time I'll I be on if we got to fight. Day. But I don't want to have to fight. Like I think the I think the test dummy at the break ball still fucked up. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to be like, and then the nigga be like, yo, what the fuck you doing? Like, because I can understand from that perspective. Like, oh, that's your girl. My, my bad. But some niggas be on 10. No, I need a nigga to tell me to my face. That's my girlfriend. No, say it in front of her, too. I want nah, nigga, see, this we, nigga want to fight. We, I don't both, we both want to hear you say because you never said it before in public. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been trying to avoid situations like you got that group and then you got the baddies that they decided to spend their own money. I love those. And it's like six of them sitting in a section. It's easy, though. You just pull up on them. It's easier. Right. But then those chicks, they they the ones that want you. Yo, buy me a drink. That's true. And they don't want to have to say buy me a drink. That's they just true. want you to pull up and be like, yo, what you drinking? I pulled up on a group of baddies 
a few months back, and I definitely almost fucked Shorty right then and there. Her friends were like, "Yo, you just met this nigga." She like, "Oh, it's a vibe. I like him." It was wild. I mean, now when <laughs> the other thing is, I think this is very important for the okay. audience to understand. I'm the type of nigga that'll pull up to a spot dolo and meet niggas there. Oh, I, I love that too. Like, but I do think the energy is different when it's me and you in the spot. That that becomes a different beast. Whoa. We did. We didn't had a ATL. We didn't had a couple of experiences when it's uh, me and you. Uh, like we we start doing different shit when we in the club. So uh, maybe this weekend if I pull up, we'll be on that type of time. But audience, y'all need to if y'all haven't met us yet. This is your opportunity. That has some both sides. Yeah, yo, we treating this shit like like a meet and greet now. Fuck that. Yeah, this is your if experience y'all to us. Y'all never met us. Pull up to uh. Pull up to and 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 if me and a good bro, if we in a good mood, if we decide to get our own little section, if you say I listen to Dad has some bow ties, I'm gonna buy you a drink. Wow, I, I think that's fair. Say that. Say that. I think that's fair. If I'm, you t- if you come to me, you gotta say it's sexy though. Yeah, it gotta be real. Sexy. And if you a fella, you know you could just say it. Just say yo, yeah. I listen to the show. If yeah, you say that, don't yeah. say I listen to Dad. Yeah, don't whisper in my ear. Mm, I right. listen to Dad has some bow ties. No, no, no. But ladies, yeah. if you if you come up to me and you like. Mm, I listen to that has some bow ties. I'm gonna get you a drink, whatever yeah, you want. You could, you could, you could actually spit in my ear and tell me that. If you lick yeah. my ears, it's yeah. on. Oh yeah, it's on and pop. What about right. But I'm not requiring that for right. the drink. I'm just saying, if you come and you you tell me, hey, I listen to that has some bow ties. I'm buying you a drink. That's so it. if you pull up this weekend, you know what I mean. What's the name of the drink? Where is that? Uh, it's uh, it's at Katra. Shout out to Katra. What time? Uh, it's gonna be from two to nine. Uh huh. Okay. And uh, yeah, pull up. Uh, uh, it's uh, by Spiller Entertainment, by the Pretty Hustler, aka uh, Spiller Entertainment. You know she runs that. And uh, yeah, it's called Bay Brunch. She's been doing it for a minute. Very successful. Um, what they do is they uh, showcase artists' music. They do uh, single releases. They do uh, video performances. They play soca, trap beats, soul, R and B, hip hop. You know, the whole nine yards. Afro beats. You know what I mean? It's going down this Sunday, Katra. Say less. Yeah. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, but nah. mostly the ladies. Yeah, mostly the ladies. <laughs> you pull up and say you listen to Dad has some bow ties. We got you. That's it. Um, like, where we at? What we what we what we talking about next? Talking That's, about we talking about vagina just now. <laughs> no, we weren't. That's where my head is at. That's where I want my. That's where I want my head to be at. Actually, I need my shit to be right. There. Police help! Police help! <laughs> so it just be me and you in the room, man. Like I need help. Um, we were talking about the nigga who got rejected, but we're off that. Okay. Um, okay. But you did I forgot all about that nigga. You did mention um. The niggas that said hiding behind insecure men hide behind money. So I'm gonna play that clip. Let oh, me find man. that clip. Classic, real clip. quick. Jeez, I feel like a lot of it. We just getting more woke. Men is just really getting more woke these days. We man. having better conversations. We, ha- I, I like the way you put that. We're having better. Com- we're having more transparent conversations about us. Yeah, and I think I think podcasting. I know y'all like to try and cancel podcasting. Men podcasters to be specific. To be more specific, yeah. Um, but I think podcasting has allowed men to feel more comfortable having these conversations um, about manhood. And I think that that's actually healthy because there has been a missing void for a lot of men in terms uh-huh. of mentorship, 
father figures oh, man. and just older men or, or wise men in general showing what the culture of being a man really can be. Like we've been letting hip hop and right. I'm not I'm not trying to denigrate hip hop, mm. but where hip hop is right now, I don't think hip hop should be leading young men. Yeah, we've been allowing that culture to teach for too long. It's time to it's time to play a different song. Yeah, it's time to switch it up. Yeah. Like we cuz what comes with hip hop culture right now? Uh death, violence, get uh, money, going to jail, get bitches. I mean, is that it? Getting money gets you the bitches. G- going to jail. Go to jail. It gets you street cred. Get you killed. Get tatted up. Get tatted up. Don't worry about getting a traditional job. Fuck that shit. Right. You know what I mean? And then get killed. Oh, don't forget the drugs. Do the drugs oh. and sell the drugs. Drugs is very important. Yeah, you got to do and sell them shits. So uh, we got this clip right here. First benefit of the relationship through increased net worth if a man is taking care of her in that relationship. I mean, but the truth is most men offer that because they don't bring anything else to the table. Mm. Men complain about women being gold diggers and then you approach them on, fuck with me, baby, and I'm going to give you everything that you need. Because if he was just you by yourself, may not be enough. So a lot of times men are making promises, grand gestures, because they know inside they may not be worthy enough. Mm. They might not be worthy enough. Now, I believe that's true. Because a man will start to judge himself based on his material possession because he don't have any immaterial possession. He don't look at his intellect, his spirit, his soul, his confidence. It's just his intrinsic value. Absolutely. You understand me? Like for me, I know what my intrinsic value is, Uh right? Like I know for a fact I'm a one-on-one. You understand me? A person can take it however they want to, Uh but they got to take it directly from me. Getting the first... Yo, when he said I'm a one-on-one, I was like, damn, son, this motherfucker know himself. Shit. Yeah, I mean, earn your um, earn your leisure has been pushing this podcast a lot um, lately. So I'm assuming that they're connected some way, shape, or form. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I agree with a lot of the points there. I think I don't know if this is a conversation about insecure men only. Okay. Or what has been pushed. In society for the last couple of years as what you're supposed to quote unquote do as a man. A lot of what manhood has been based on lately is material. Yeah. And we've been talking about that for a very, 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 very long time on this fucking show. That's a fact. Um, Are you tired? Are you tired of feeling used? Are you tired of feeling like all you do is just take people out and actually not like actually learn about the people that you're actually out with do you feel like you're wasting your time do you feel like your time has been wasted absolutely bro i mean nobody wants to have the real conversations it's not about whether because a lot of times when we do have these conversations as men it's automatically transferred and transformed into oh well if you're broke just say that i'm far from broke oh (laughs) oh shit Shit. I, let's put it out there for right now. I'm far, I'm far from broke. You want me to talk my shit? I'm far from broke. Damn. But that doesn't negate going on dates and the the dynamic that dating really has. Right. Women stand to benefit a little bit more when we're in the dating room. Like that's just the reality of the situation. Anybody who says anything different is trying to gaslight. Honestly, right. like. 
the culture of it, at least the way I do it. I know there's niggas out there that don't do dating the way me and you possibly do dating. Right. I'm sure there's, uh, we know that there's horror stories of niggas who take women out and then be on some like, so who, you got the bill, right? Or I don't got, you know, I don't got it or whatever the case may be. Or oh, I didn't know you was going to order that. <laughs> any woman, any woman that I've ever taken out, I always say two things. Let me know what you want. And then two, order what you want. I always say that. That's a fact. And sometimes else to say after that. (laughs) It's a like you can do things and be smooth about it to kind of set it up that, you know, when you in budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said this on a clip before and and niggas got mad in terms of like, you have to know your lane sometimes. If you know that particular that that particular week, you didn't either work enough hours or mad bills is coming out. And that date for you was only 150. Don't act like it's 300. Because when that shit come up to 300 and now you negative something, nigga, you can't blame the date, nigga. You got to blame yourself. Yeah. Or make make sure that you got a backup in case some shit don't go the way. You know what I mean? You looking at that bill and it's saying uh, 200 and you know you only got 150 You might got to whip out the credit card. And now, that's not the responsible way of using your right, credit card. Right. But you might have to do that. And I pray to God you got a credit card. You need, you need to have a backup situation God, or don't go on a date that day. Like, don't wait until your check a, hit. Yeah, wait until your check hit or wait until you've saved enough money for the month before you decide to, t- to take her out to that whatever restaurant you wanted to take her out to. Like, there are different ways of doing it, but absolutely, though. I think if we're being real, the way dating, if you're doing it traditionally and what most people, I guess, would say is right, is you're providing the transportation for the young lady. Facts. Whether you're picking her up or you're you're paying for the Uber. Right. She's getting there safely in a vehicle. Right. Right. So you're providing the the transportation. You're going to pay for the meal. If you guys do an outing attached to the meal, you're going to pay for the outing. She's not going to come out of pocket for that that first date, at least. Right. Right. Maybe it changes by the second or third date. Maybe she might even say, hey, I'll take you back out. But that's rare, too. Nine times out of ten, a lot of people, at least from my perspective, my experience, they don't ever look to to pay. They're willing to do that after they feel like y'all have established something. Right. Then they might start dishing, dishing out bread. And that's debatable, too, because a lot bad. a lot of women are very stingy with their money. If I'm keeping it a stat, it's not besides maybe gifts on Christmas or, say, birthday. Yeah, or birthday. Yeah. Other than that. Yes. Yeah, other yeah. than that, it's, it's, it's quiet. It's clip. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, though, like that, that dynamic is a 70 30 yeah. as as a nigga. What I'm getting from the date is I hope I met a real one that I click with. That I enjoy the conversation with and that we have a good time. Now, there are goofy niggas that are also attaching. I hope we get to fuck at the end of this. Right. It's not it's not 100% goofy because it's like niggas got to feel like they're getting something out of it. So I get why the mindset goes there. Like, I hope it gets physical. That is also how society has trained men up. Yeah. Is yo, if the date went well, she's gonna give you something. Right. You did something good. This is your good this is your good reward. Deal. Yeah, this is your gift. Yeah. Your, <laughs> this is this is your reward. It like crazy. it's it's wild. Yeah, it sounds good. But that's really how niggas is trained up. So that's why niggas be upset. It's, it, it's deeper than rap. And I think sometimes Ooh. it's important for us to really delve into it. 
like a lot of times niggas get upset when at the end of the date a shorty don't want to kiss them, a shorty don't, don't want to hug, nothing. Don't want to hug, a shorty don't want to fuck because at the some shorties say they don't even want to ride back. That it they don't want you to know where they live. Right. And and a lot of men internalize that to me. Oh, the date didn't go well then. Oh, you didn't like what I did? Oh, I ain't spent enough money on you? Oh, she don't like me. She ungrateful. She don't really fuck with me. And then your mind wanders a lot of times for men. To a dumbass place. Oh, well, I guess she only came on this date because she wanted a free meal. I guess she came on this date because she always wanted to go to X, Y, and Z. And she just wanted a nigga to pay for it so she ain't have to pay for it herself. Like, that's a lot of times where niggas' heads go. I think it depends. I had a homegirl the other day tell me straight up. This the guy keeps pestering me to go out on a date with him, but I'm trying to figure out when I want to use a free meal ticket with him. I was like, wow. Real <laughs> ones know, real ones that talk to women on a daily basis know that there are some out there that that be like, I don't really know if I like him like that, or right. I do know I don't like him, but the nigga offering, so I'm not, I'm not saying no. When she told me that, I was just like, it's like, the deeper you end up talking to some of your homegirls, that's like really your day one friends or people that you know, y'all would just like, like, like y'all fucking is like, nigga, that don't make no sense. Y'all niggas is really more like brothers and sisters. You start to really learn how women think, and it's like, damn, like a lot of y'all really like y'all probably don't look at me like that, but y'all look at the majority of men like that. Like, yeah, like that nigga's gonna get me this anyway. I mean, he really dying to fuck. Let me get like three more dates out of him and see how I feel. I'm like, damn, like. Y'all really got this roster shit down packed. And that's why, fellas, you need to be in control of your ego, like I said at the beginning of the show, because a lot of that is ego. A lot of you wanting to fuck is off of ego. It's not really that you like that chick. You you see the play. Yeah. You see that she's just not really into you. Yeah. She only answers you when you like, yo, let's go to this spot. Right. Or, yo, I want to take you out this weekend. But on a regular basis, and you hitting her up, and you're like, yo, how's your day? You getting one-word answers, or she's telling you, oh, I'm sorry, I was asleep. Sometimes it's not even another nigga. Sometimes it's just her just not running reply she, to you. Yeah. She don't like the conversation. Yeah. She don't want to have it. But she don't mind going out with you for whatever reason, <laughs> whether it's because, oh, I know this nigga going to pay for everything or, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't got nothing else to do. So, like, this might be a fun experience. It happens. Real niggas know, like you said, if you got a lot of female friends, you know that some of them be running game. Like, that's not out of the realm. So, I don't fault niggas for feeling the way they feel sometimes right. when they've gone on a couple of dates with a young woman and like they start to get that vibe. And I think that when we discredit that experience from men, we do that at a disservice because right. men aren't do- saying these things because they're quote unquote broke or they're not ready to date or whatever have you. If you're dating multiple people, right, which is totally fine in my opinion. Some people don't date like that. Some mm-hmm. people date one at a time. but a large majority of people date multiple people at one time. Right. As a man, that means multiple dates. As a man, that means multiple uh, spending habits. Yeah, you gotta you gotta spend, and you're trying to learn a bunch of different people at the same time. It's a lot. It it may be a lot. It may be overwhelming. I don't want to do it no more. Yeah, I'm cool. Uh, I told people we already we spoke <laughs> yeah, about we it. Spoke about this. Yeah, like I've been on hiatus and it's been it's been Gucci. Like I'm broke because of it. I'm cool. Um. <laughs> But circling back to the original conversation, there are men that have nothing else to offer but money. For sure. I had put up a little like poll. 
I don't know if it was regards to this conversation, but there was something similar that came out last week and I put up a poll. It was a meme and it basically said, um, do women essentially prefer a man who is going to give them money, going to give them gifts, going to give them X, Y, and Z, or do they prefer a man that is going to mentally stimulate them and put them on a mental ride? I want to hear this answer. All of the women said that they prefer a man that will mentally stimulate them. I think I think some of that is cap. I think it's cap too. Uh, Not maybe these women. These yeah. women I could see. Yeah. But I don't think the sample size is reflective that's, of, that's of everybody. That's a lot. And I think a lot of women will say that. But if they had a nigga that, that where it was an option, like where the nigga's broke. Right. But he he will mentally stimulate the fuck out of you and right. show you a whole new different way of thinking. That's the woman that I I mean, that's the man I think women like to entertain to a certain degree. They but don't they, want they don't want that nigga, bro, until they're ready to actually settle down. I don't I don't think they'll settle down with that nigga. Oh shit. I think that's the nigga that they keep in a particular space that Whenever I'm ready to have this mental stimulation that maybe the nigga that I'm with okay, give is not time. giving it to me I or maybe I'm just I'm just bored. Like maybe I'm dating and I'm not getting it. But I know that this nigga likes me and I like him too, but this nigga can't do nothing for me. What's so crazy is I got to say it. For y'all chicks who think that way, y'all do know that that's a form of cheating, right? Especially if you got a nigga. Cuz if you got a nigga and that nigga is fucking you physically. What you think the nigga that's simulating you was doing? He's fucking you mentally. Believe me when I say that nigga probably got more of a hold on you than the nigga than the nigga that's fucking you got more of a hold on your body. I think a lot of women know that shit. So we in some muddy fucking waters. If you still know that shit, and you still doing that shit. I had uh. I had a young woman reach out to me the other day and the conversation was flowing a certain type of way. Now, it wasn't sexual or anything like that. Right, 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 I'm sure. But I could tell that what I was saying, based off of her responses and, and her actions, what I was saying was mentally fucking the shit out of her. I was choking her up against the wall. All of that. Back shots. Like, all of that. All that. Juices flowing type all shit. All of that shit. She was like, damn, this nigga got me open. Like, I'm really, I'm learning right now. And... You know, that's why I always think like, yeah, like I hear this shit all the time. You're a poet. You're good with your words. I know for a fact that if I was possibly a bit more aggressive in how my demeanor comes off to some of my uh, female friends, I would probably be the reason why a lot of y'all have no relationships because y'all done told me way too much. Y'all, y'all told me shit that you wasn't even supposed to really tell a nigga about your man. I shouldn't know certain shit. That's a fact. About his dick. I shouldn't know certain shit about how he living. I shouldn't know certain shit that, oh, uh, you went through his phone, but then you act like you didn't go through his phone, but now you bugged his phone. Like, y'all, why are you t- why are you telling me this shit? It's bad. Like, some of y'all be like, damn, like, you know, you friends with your friends, but it's like, yo, some of y'all really, like, y'all on some next level shit. I know you more int- intimately than your man does. Oh, definitely. Like, he, he don't even got this level of access yet. Bro. If he ever will. Bro, it's to a point where you realize with some of your female friends, if I really wanted to, and I really knew right then and mo- right then in that moment you was going through some rough shit. Yo, just come over to the crib real quick. 
That's I'll a pay fact. for the Uber. You actually are gonna hop in the Uber and go, and then tell your man that you stayed at your mom's house when you was really with me in my bed, and we was cuddled. We probably didn't even fuck, but we cuddled. And and that exists. You know what I'm it saying? Does. Like it does. Like it does. But yeah, I think that there. I think that mm-hmm. there's there's multiple layers. I, I think, think that there are women that 100. percent They will prefer a man who will mentally stimulate them. Right. If we're talking about base level, right? Base level, right. The like, nigga is the able to out. provide enough that every for himself and when you go out on dates, he's not being like cheap where you what you whatever you perceive cheap to be. Right? So on base level, of course, I think women would prefer a man that'll stimulate this, that, and a third. I think when it becomes a choice, I think it gets a little bit trickier. But I'm gonna I'm I know that there are women out there that yes, they highly enjoy a mentally stimulating man. And then I think that there's a flip side where I think some women be, they will say that they want the mentally stimulating man, but they really want the bread. The niggas that they constantly go for are not the mentally stimulating niggas. So it makes me question if you really want a nigga that mentally stimulates you. Those girls want the scamming niggas, bro. They want the niggas that's really out there trapping and doing wild shit in the streets. They want those niggas, but they also want those niggas to be the mentally stimulating, nurturing niggas. Those is not the niggas that you should be looking for in those guys. That's going to be hard to find because them niggas is, is also facing PTSD. Facts. From seeing they, they homies get shot. Every day. Or shooting other niggas and seeing them die in front of them. Right. Or, or niggas getting ran up on because they selling in the wrong area. Like, these niggas is dealing with it, and you think you're going to get some emotional support from these type of niggas. I don't know how bro, the math is mathing. Bro, some nigga that me and you know, I'm not going to say it on the air. The nigga told me he got clipped last week. I was like, wow. The nigga said, yo, I'm clipped right now. I'm in the crib. I'm, I'm healing, though. I said, yo, how you feel? Can I come? He was like, but I'm numb to it. He was like, nigga, I, I'm in the hood, D. It was, it was bound to happen. I was like, wow, that nigga said I'm numb to it. It was bound to happen. But you want this nigga to rub your feet and, and ask you how your day was when you get home from work. That nigga don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck about none of that shit. He's trying to survive. <laughs> Real shit. <laughs> That's nah, really bro. what it is. Real shit. Which brings us to that other clip. Um, or, or Was it a clip? It was a meme. I can't tell nowadays. But that shit that was like fight for your relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like you fight for your relationship? I feel like I fought for 98% of my relationships. And I feel like every time I fought, it didn't work. It wasn't that I couldn't fight for it. It was the people that I was fighting for didn't see that. Like, I've had women tell me straight up, the way you're fighting for me, I would not fight for you like that if I was trying to save the relationship. I've had women tell me, to my face the way that you want me back I don't want you back like that it's those women I think they just get to a point that they don't want the person that they was with they see themselves with somebody else and it's probably gonna take another nigga two more niggas maybe five more niggas for them to realize then that person that was really fighting for me actually loved me that's how they were fighting for me we about to pod D versus the dude that just wanna be with me that nigga actually like he, he likes me but he don't like me the way that you like me. And then I saw something the other day, and the meme basically was a photo of a man's face and a girl's ass. And then the caption said, this is how I want my man to be about me 24-7. Head up my ass all day. I was just like, 
Yeah, I really don't want that, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, you want a nigga to be all up on you, but you don't want a nigga like to quote unquote feel like keeping tabs on you. Cause if that's the nigga that you want, you got an obsession. You got it. You got a. You got a nigga that's gonna be too obsessive and might be too controlling. And then you ain't gonna know what the fuck to do. You might when you might want to fucking call the cops on that nigga because he might be wilding like, yo, what you doing? You at work? Nah, you not at work. He might not believe, but you might be at work. I don't know, man. We about to pod because I hello feel the exact same way. I feel like oh shit when the brothers unite. I feel like a calm. 85 to 95% mm. of my relationships I felt like I fought for and then when I realized or oh, when that person was like on some like different shit like now I'm in a space where I refuse to fight that that's what yo yo that's where I'm at too bro like yo yo when like, the brothers fucking unite like I used to, and it's a good and a bad thing because I think for me, it's like, if somebody's saying they don't want this, what you have, you, you have to say, okay, you have to respect that. That's how I look at it. I'm not going to continue to pursue you, whether it's we're together or not, but we're talking about relationships in this moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to continue to pursue you if you're saying this is not what you want. Right. Like, I'm not going to be the crazy ex. Sorry. I'm not going to be the nigga that continues and continues and continues and and beats you down until you say yes. It's called love bombing. And then two years later, you tell me, yo, I told you I never wanted to be with you or I didn't want to be with you. And I'm unhappy again. And now we got two kids and I'm really unhappy. We're not doing it. So I'm in a marriage. I did not want to be. And I just say yes, because I wanted to be married, but not married to you. Facts. So now for me, it's like, yo, the moment you're giving me vibes that instead of you saying, yo, this is a problem and let's work through it together, you're telling me you don't want this? Cool. You got to be real clear with me. You got you to gotta choose your words wisely. Yo, we are at a crossroads right now, and I'd like to work through this with you because I love you or I want to be with you or X, Y, and Z. I'll deal with that. I'll fight in, in that instance. Like, we can, yo, let's figure it out. Because I don't feel like that's fighting at, at, at the end of the day. I feel right. like that's communication. I feel like that's partnership. But when you tell me, nah, I don't want this. That's all I, that's it for me. I'm, mm. I'm not going to baby, baby, please you. I'm sorry. And I know some women like that because that shows, like, emotion to them. That well, shows... Uh, like you, you can't live without them type shit. Yeah, but to be honest, I really feel like women get a turn on when they see men beg, and it's like women, you wouldn't even beg for that nigga if that nigga was you. You wouldn't do it. You oh, wouldn't. Yeah, you nah. wouldn't beg for you. But like you said, a lot of the women that you be- that you not begged for, but that you um fought for, bro, they said they wouldn't fight for you bro, like that. Correction, bro. I begged for certain women, bro. Bro, I'm talking about on my knees. And they said they wouldn't do the same for you. Bro, they looked me right in my eye and was like, please get up. I swear to God, bro. I swear to God. And I, I'm sorry. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. They, I was wouldn't, like, they was like, please get up. Like, I wouldn't I fight like, anymore. Wow. I'm, I'm like, I feel like when I was a young, younger man. Right. Like, my mindset was, nah, I just got to show her that she wants me. Correct. 
now I'm in a space where in life where I'm like, I ain't showing. Yo, do you want me or not? That's a part of that is still my mindset. Like, I do want to show that I want you. But then the other part of me is kind of where you at. Literally the same word. And it's like, yo, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I'm not going to be 22-year-old distinguished talking about, yo, I'm going to go online and I'm going to write a long-ass post I'm not doing that. I'm not going in the studio. I'm not making a record. No, you're either going to know if you want to be with me or not. I'm not going extra, going to go to a show. I used to not, write poems. Right. Yo, it's, I'm, bro, I'm not doing that. Bro. And that's, it's not that I'm no longer romantic like that. No, I'm if definitely we're, romantic. If we're in a good space, I'm going all out. Yeah, of course. But if you're telling me you don't want this, like, this is what I'm talking about. You do not want this anymore. And that, that's all I need. Okay. There ain't no, you know what I mean? Like, gone are the days of dust yourself off and try again. I'll be telling y'all niggas this for God knows how long. And I'm 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 just learning in that process though. Not to be bitter, bro. I'll be feeling like that dark side be around me sometime with all the positivity I got, all the affirmations, all the, you know what I mean? He's happy, he's he's motivated, he's ambitious. Nigga, there's a side of me that's like, I really be wanting to be wild. I really be wanting to be wild out here, honestly. I be really trying to hold it back. I mean, that it's hard, I, bro. I think that is natural at times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hard. Like, especially when you really like somebody. Yeah. And you want, you've been working to make it work and you've been doing things. But the problem is when that person that you really been working towards, when they make you look crazy. Like there's something wrong with you. Well, you well, the thing <laughs> about it, I think the the divide for me is. When you find out you've been working harder than them the whole time. That's what happens. This nigga's going crazy. <laughs> We're going for gold, ladies and gentlemen. Fucking gold. I think what ends up happening is, is that's the cross world road where you realize. That's when you snap. Okay. Oh, I actually really wanted this, but they kind of 50% wanted this. <laughs> they 50% wanted this. They they didn't they didn't know if they wanted this, but I was convinced. They didn't know until they saw me go that hard and was like, "Oh, this nigga actually are you? Dumb? Oh, he actually likes me. Are you dumb, right nigga? If you don't voice. pump right, your fucking right. brakes, if you don't get it the fuck together, I'm about to wild out, <laughs> nigga. You you like me, like me? Now there are some women that have brought uh, a different light to this conversation. Okay. Um, some women, oftentimes when they see memes like this. Cause they've like I, when I post certain things like this, they'll DM me or whatever. They see it as, nah, this is when a nigga fucks up, and he does something wrong, and now he's fighting to keep his relationship. They find that to be attractive and sexy. All right, bro. I don't. I don't. Well, one, I don't know why it's always correlated with a nigga fucking up. Cause why, and and why why does a nigga always have to fight? Well, if he's fucked up, I think he should okay. fight to make it right. But how hard do we got to fight? Well, that that's to be determined by, I guess, each individual. But I do see, like, if someone fucks up, if my girl cheats on me. It, it, is it the end of the world? Can can she come back from that? Uh, is- me, I don't know. Okay. okay. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm more on the no side. Okay. Um, because right. it fucks up the trust. And for me to love the way that I like to love. I need to have complete trust in you. Okay. Like, you can go on a girl's trip, and it could be four niggas there, and I don't give a fuck. Oh, wow. Shit. Oh. Like, I don't, I don't care. Because I know that you're not going to do nothing because our trust and our bond is so strong. Now, some people might think that's unrealistic. For me, that is how I like to love. So, 
Um, I, I would like to have trust. Now, if you break my trust on multiple different levels, then it's going to be hard for me to give you that version of me. So I would prefer for someone not to cheat on me. But nonetheless, if you go and cheat, it's up to you to make that shit right. It ain't up to me to fight for the relationship. You fuck the relationship up. So how do you, I work with you, right, to some extent, but how do you rectify it? How, How do you propose we keep this relationship whole. I'm at that point. I'm I'm not the one coming up with the solutions because then I'm a fucking goofy, right? Because if I come up with all the solutions to bail you out and you do it again, ain't nobody learned from the situation. That's a fact. And I shouldn't have been doing that shit in the first place. You supposed to tell me what you need to do to not get back in that hole again. Maybe it is. Well, X, I did X, Y, and Z because you don't got time for me. All right, cool. If you communicate that, then maybe we again. I'll work with you. Right. But nah, I'm not coming up with the solution. So I understand that aspect of it, but I just don't think that the scenario is always that niggas fuck up. And and then there's an expectation to fight for the relationship. I think sometimes like when you're dating somebody, shit just happens. But yeah. to go here, like straight for fucking blood, sometimes niggas ain't fighting for shit. Sometimes niggas is just fighting just because the pussy was good. And that'd be the thing. But is that really worth fighting for? Not at all. You didn't really want that girl. You didn't even, you didn't want that girl. You didn't know what you really wanted in we, general. We don't even know half these girls, honestly, that we fighting for, fellas. Honestly, you don't know these girls. Like, you really do not know them. You only know them inside. You don't know them inside out, though really do not know them you don't know like their wildest dreams like i'm not talking about fucking favorite color or like their favorite food like no you really do not know what ticks them what makes them jolt like you do not know what like what they're passionate about shit these girls don't even know what they passionate about to begin with they had a fucking dead-end job that just because the money is good that they think is gonna be there forever type shit and then something might happen to their health or whatever and then it's just it might be on you now and you might not want to even be in that fucking position, but because you don't want to lose this fucking girl, you're going to do whatever the fuck it take to keep her. We in a fucked up vicious. The, the cycle is vicious. I'm sorry. Cycle is vicious and uh, Roly. <laughs> oh, yeah. The cycle of fists that hit your face was even yeah. more. <laughs> Javante nice knocked Seven you nice the love. fuck out. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Yo, you saw the press conference of the nigga before when he was yeah. talking shit? Talking all that shit. They said that was one of the worst trash talking in the history of sports entertainment. Yo. They said it was bad. I don't know what that nigga was saying. Nigga said his dick is longer than his arms. Like, how do you feel saying shit like that and then getting knocked the fuck out? Right. Your dick was not longer than your arm then, nigga. No, no, nothing could have saved you in that moment. Nah, I get it. I do know that the press conferences, they're like wrestling yeah, no yeah, shit's yeah. is fake as fuck yeah but you gotta really you know you gotta up the ante you gotta you know make people get excited about the fight yeah and and at least you know what i mean if you're gonna pick certain shit to say you gotta at least not get knocked out like that the nigga got knocked out fucking didn't know where he was at that nigga was on mars somewhere and, and i have i, I did I, I did watch a youtube clip and they said yo this fighter is probably gonna be greater than floyd which one javante yeah that's that's what people are saying. I don't know about that. You I know, don't know. I did not know he had a deal with the money team. I didn't even know that. And I and I know that they no longer have a deal. They no longer that they had he had a partnership with him and they no longer have that. Um 
Like it's like it's the, the, this shit is deeper than rap. <laughs> okay, Javante, I still he's a hothead though. I have mixed feelings about him yeah, based yeah, off of that clip that came out a long time ago with him and there was a young lady he was with um at a at a boxing event and he was like in her face like he was ready to to hit a type shit. Oh sure, okay. So I'm mixed on him. Uh, I'm not okay. trying to hold people to their past. Hopefully he's grown past that and he is a yeah, better individual for it. Young cat. Um, but I'm still kind of like to be determined with him. Okay. Like, let's see what type of nigga he is. Like, I, I'm sorry. I still got integrity, y'all. Like, I still fuck with niggas based off of how they are as an individual and not what they do. That's true. Um, how much money they make, yeah. yeah I'm, how, many, how, many, how many niggas they knock out. <laughs> yeah. Another nigga that's always in the headlines that really, yo, I don't, I kind of don't even want to report on this nigga, but Blueface... This shit, this shit yeah. is really wild. Yeah, yeah. Now this shit is wild. So apparently his mom pulled up, and I don't know if he's seeing this girl. This chick put a tattoo of his face on her neck. Um, she, Rock. Her name is Rock. I think she she wild out with that. She missing a tooth. She was on his little yeah. fucking I don't know Bad Girls Club type of show. I don't know what's going on. And um, the mother pulled up. She beat up the mother, and then the daughter pulled up with her husband. And apparently, Blueface had like seven goons with him. And just annihilated everybody. Rocky uh, started fighting the girl, and the seven goons jumped in and was fighting the girl. Fighting, well, not the girl, I'm sorry, his sister. Oh, yeah, the sister got fucked up. Fighting his sister and her husband. The husband was knocked the fuck out, looked like, everybody's like, yo, this nigga look like he dead. Right. Um, While she's holding him. Apparently, she peed on herself while fighting. Um, because she was, you know, intimidated right. by seven niggas throwing hands at you. Um, and the nigga who is her brother, biological, watching it, did not stop it. Yeah, just. And then apparently he also stomped <clears throat> on her. Yeah. The whole family needs rehab. That's what I was reading in all of the, uh, you know, news uh, outlets. Shade Room, Baller Alert, you know, Neighborhood Talk, uh, Urban News. Shout out to Urban News, Kate. Out, we see you. Um. It's just toxic all around, and <laughs> that's mother, another level. The, the mother is also toxic too. All, all of them. Yeah, the mother's toxic as fuck. I'm like, oh nah, ma. The because subsequently after that, there was a video circulating with the moms. He's looks like he's having lunch with the girl, and then the mom snatches the whole fucking food of the girl on the floor. And I was like, wow, moms be wild and too like that. I think at one point they were all living in the same house, and he kicked them out. I, I remember that. Um, I remember that. Now I'm not. I don't know their family dynamic. N- nobody seems to be stable, right? And I, I, I do think there's a victim here, right? Like you have seven people fighting two. I think that's ridiculous. Um, but I think the sentiment is correct. All of them need some type of help. Yeah. Um, to say that they need Jesus or to say that they need church. Um, yeah, possibly they need that they 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 need some spiritual intervention. Um, but I think what they what they need more than anything is they need to practice the law of forgiveness. Whatever it is that has been hindering this family, to me, th- this is deeper than the money. This is deeper than them having money and him blowing up. And nah, they probably was you know they come from a rough background and you know he he made it and everybody's cool or whatever. You know he's taking care of the fam. 
But there was probably some deep-rooted issues that was going on when they was coming up in the struggle or some shit that happened that we don't know about yet. And them niggas still ain't forget that. Money, you know what I mean? Luxurious life and, you know, dinners and expensive-ass clothes and things. That didn't take away what niggas probably did 10 years ago or some shit that he said to his moms. Because I know with, with my mom, man, I know if some shit happened with me and my mom right now and I blow up my mom because... It's very hard for her to forgive certain shit unless certain shit goes. She will remember that shit, even when everything is goofy. Because money don't change those things. Money does not change that. I think a lot of people get it mixed up, and they think that when they they get money, um, they everything gets cured. Like that money will again make it so that those trauma based uh, connections and bonds that you have with your family members are somehow going to be different. Money only exacerbates the issue. Right. Like, it, it's either, it, they, people always say it, it highlights the individual that you are. When you get money, if you're a good person, you're, you're going to do a lot of good deeds with your money. You might get a lot of money and you might be uh, philanthropic and you might be trying to help different organizations and different people. And if you're a bad person with money, you're going to use your money to continue to do the shit you was doing. Facts. So my question is, how important is it to you to have a partner who has a stable relationship with their family? It's very important to me. Um, It's important to me because that will let me know how invested that person possibly could be in the future once we decide to take that step and create our own family. And more importantly, I'm always like hype. And happy to know that my partner has a relationship with her cousins or her nieces. I'm hearing about stories about, you know, graduations, birthday parties. Even if we're still in the phase where she don't even know if she want to bring me over yet. And even that is kind of funny because it's like, yo, your mom's asking about me. So you got to bring me to the crib sometime. Like your little cousin said, who was that when we was on FaceTime the other day? Nigga, I'm about to almost be there. I'm like three centimeters away from the door. Stop playing. But what I'm saying is. I really do love how um, interactive and festive that is. And I just think about me when I'm with my family you know, and I'm with my cousins and nieces. And, you know, it's either family time or they come over if I'm not doing a show or whatever because I be doing a million and one fucking things. But when we have that time where we just chilling or we at the movies or we in the mall or we at dinner or we at a restaurant, it, 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 it reminds me of that. So it's, it's important to me. You know what I mean? Family is everything. Yeah, I I'm very attached to the idea of having a partner who has a healthy relationship with their their family. Doesn't necessarily mean everything has to be perfect. Right. But I do want to be able to see that you know how to communicate with your family in a healthy manner. <laughs> I want to know that you like some of your family members, not that you know, there's a lot of women that I've come across that have been like, yo, fuck my whole family. I'm on my own type shit. I don't go to them for nothing. And it'd be like... Scary. Okay, but what does that mean? <laughs> like, I need to know what that really means. Because if that really means, like, it's up for your family... <laughs> it's up for us, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We're um, not going anywhere. And it's important for me... Uh, for the family to like me to some extent. I don't have to be nobody's best friend. Um, but 
I do think it's important. That is important to me. That a family respects me as your partner. I want the family to love me to the point where I remember being in a relationship and the grandma would call me son. Or the mother would call me yeah. son. That would make me feel really good. Like, I want to be able to chill with your father. And just be chilling. And and watch basketball. I want to be able to go take your mom out and right. it not be like a thing. Right. You know, like I call, hey, you know, hey, dad, I'm about to take your wife out. Just want right. you to know. Like, right. we about, I'm about to go take her to get her nails done. Right. We're going to have a little brunch. And then, you know, me and and your daughter is about to go uh, upstate for, for two days. I thought but, you were about to say upstairs. No, no, no. Come on, son. <laughs> Emotional diamond. <laughs> like come on, son. <laughs> you don't find that suspicious. <laughs> you don't find that suspicious. Yo. You don't find that suspicious. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's important to me. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> since we're on family, don't mean to. Depress anybody. Oh man, heartbreaking story. Prayers to Master P. I don't know any details beyond the fact that his daughter passed away, but I feel like that's all I need to know to yeah, uh, offer prayers for sure. Her name is Tatiana Miller, and from what I, I, I definitely wanted to make sure I get a backstory. So, long story short, they had an episode on growing up hip hop. I don't know when the episode aired, whether it was last year, two years ago, but it was one of her last tapings. And basically, in the taping, she was like. I'm really going to miss you, Dad, when I go. And I was like, oh, that's interesting that they played this clip. And the clip was basically her saying, you know, I'm going to miss, you know, certain things that we did and talked about. And then he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we start talking about that, I think it's important that you understand that, you know, you can try another method to go get help. And the way she looked, she reminded me of when Khalif Browder, like, got out. And then he was just, like, in, like, a daze in terms of he was here, but... You could tell he really wasn't here. That's how she looked in that video clip. In that clip, I said to myself, oh, she was gone right there. I don't know if nobody saw that. I saw that. I said that she was gone. Do you know what she was battling? Oh, yeah. Uh, substance abuse. They said she'd been battling that for years. So she took her own life? Um, that is what I think happened. They said still the cause of death is unknown. But yeah, so according to that clip, they said that she was dealing with substance abuse for many years. Yeah, so I don't want to put that out there. We don't know cause yeah. of death. But... um. Not that's super unfortunate, and that's... She was a beautiful girl, too. Oh, my God. She was beautiful. It, it's really unfortunate. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's important to check on family, man. Check on friends. And really talk. Really have conversations. Yeah. Not just, yo, you good? Nah, really have conversations. Test people's mental states, um, especially now. I know everybody is striving and thriving and trying to just make it work, but gas is $6.00. Inflation is crazy. Mm-hmm. Wages ain't going up. You still got a pandemic lurking in the background. Got a whole fucking pandemic lurking in the background. I got tested today. COVID negative. So, I mean, a lot of people are low-key depressed. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of people are dealing with shit and not saying nothing. Shit is just not going their way, and it hasn't been going their way even before COVID. COVID actually made it worse. So, yeah, just, just check on... Your family. Um, also, prayers to the family of Ray uh, Leota. Uh, he passed um, over the weekend. Very young, sixty-seven years old. He was. Uh, he played uh, in a lot of movies. Uh, one of the most memorable characters he played was Henry in Goodfellas. Right, right. Yeah. So, prayers to that family. Um, and before we get into politics, which is 
you know, as the press. And I, I, I think that story broke when we were leaving. I don't think we, we mentioned um, the Texas school shooting last week. No, we did not. That has unfolded into something so fucking crazy. Yeah. And, Jeez. And we're, that's exactly where we're going when politics um, starts. But Young Thug. Um, oh, this shit is wild, too. I don't know who this nigga is, but he was on Vlad. Anything on Vlad, I already look Suspect. at. Yeah. But he basically was saying how, in his estimation, Young Thug either knew he was being surveilled and didn't care or didn't know at all that he was being surveilled by um, Georgia. Um, I would tend to believe that he knew. He definitely knew, bro. Um, because there was an interview that he did not too long ago where he said that he didn't pick up Little Baby because of all... He said, yo, there was a lot of like legal shit going on and niggas was watching the group and niggas was like on my body, so... I decided to give little baby to my man's pee and I sent him over there and I was like, yo, take care of him. Cause, um, you know, I don't really want to take him under YSL at this moment in time. Cause I'm dealing with too much. So I think that he was aware. Um, now if he cared or not, or I don't know, that's a different story to me. Right. Um, because I think he cared enough to say, I don't want little baby. Uh, who's, yeah. who's a rising star. He cared about him. You know, he yeah, I'm going to make sure that I put him in some other space because maybe he did know. All right, this shit is mounting. I'm keep, I keep hearing they're going to come down on us. And I don't know if I'm going to have the ability to fight whatever it is that they got on me. They said that on the wiretap. Again, we spoke about this when it first happened. Yeah. There's a hit on, um, I think it's YFN Lucci. Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure out, like everybody else, what the fuck is the beef about? I've been trying to figure this out. What's the you you know what this beef is about? I've read it a while ago, son. I gotta read back up it on it. Is. So we really we really talking about shit. We really talking about earthly things, y'all. Shit that shit ain't gonna matter. Yeah, I mean, I try to stay away from this type of shit because this is exactly what we're talking about when we talk about what we glorify. Yeah, and what this, we this find to be cool. Shit, we glorify. We find this type of interaction between one another to be. Something to put in the music. We find this interaction to be something that we look at as cool. Oh, yo, Young Thug really bout that life. He put the hit out. Oh, Young Thug, you know what I mean? Like, that's fire. Like, niggas is big in this. Yo, that's street life. That's what it's about, though. Like, you knew what you signed up for. Definitely not about that, actually. And it's like, yo, when as a culture... Are we going to get past this? And I guess that leads us to this question. Do you think we on the on the principle of a, a, a shift? Do you think culture is shifting? Uh, hip-hop culture? Hip-hop, black culture. Do you think that we're on the verge of this no longer being, quote-unquote, cool, and us starting to transition into finding a different avenue? Oh, hell yeah, because avenue. first of all, Streets is done. Streets is done. That's that's number one. You got niggas facing between five, sixty years. That's casting over two X. You got, you know, you got this shit right here with Gunner and Young Thug is is getting more and more. First of all, once Rico gets involved, nigga, everybody's going down. At at some point, everybody's getting taken down. Y'all niggas don't know about like the big crime uh, mobs back in the day. 
Nigga, once that Rico was in place, nigga, everybody go down. Everybody goes That's down. A fact. From the fucking um uh nigga that that's just running the block doing the hits to the nigga that's at the top eating grits okay everybody's going down and i think the moral of the story at this stage in the game is yo how safe is hip-hop when you start to really look at what could have been avoided if you just kept everything just music yo they they letting you know what's up yeah the feds is definitely letting you know, like, nigga, we're not playing with none of y'all niggas no more. Nobody. I mean, this isn't a federal case, but oh, law enforcement. Oh, oh yeah. you say it that way. Law, law enforcement, enforcement yeah, overall. police is involved, boy. Is letting y'all know what's up. It's up for y'all niggas. Time's up. Crime is going up. Everybody's scared. White folk, black folk, Asian folk. Everybody is afraid to go out because you got niggas robbing. You got niggas using ski masks. Because masks are, are required mm, uh-huh. in certain spaces uh-huh. or have been normalized in society. So you got niggas ski masking it up, acting like they buying something and then smashing and grab it. Mm-hmm. Everybody is saying, you know what? It's time to clean this shit up. So guess what? Hip hop is the first to go because a lot of what y'all saying is influencing certain actions. And it's time for that to stop. There's another story I haven't really gotten into because I'm like, it's just too much about a father. And a son. And long story short, the, the son is a rapper, but the dad looked like he flipped on the son. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I'm like, yo. But it's. You're it's, living in some trivial times, boy. It's dude. up for hip hop. I'm like, yeah, it's clip for It's that. up. Like, niggas, y'all. If you, niggas it, are talking about the, the, the pops is soft. I'm like, nigga, the pops is doing what he think is the best thing to do for his son. If y'all don't know, it's up for hip hop. It's over for all that shit. Y'all in a, in a space where. Like, nobody got y'all back. Nah, nobody. Your label, your friends, your girl, nobody. The consumer. Oh, the, the consumer. I feel like the stepping. consumer is is receding from yeah, hip hop. It's taking a step back. Because it's not just me who's saying, yo, uh, I'm all for hip hop culture. You got Joe Budden saying, yo, I don't really, mm. I'm cool off hip hop culture. You got Drewski. No longer going to be playing drilling rap music if you're talking about body and killing niggas on the radio. A lot of people are signaling that they kind of receding to some extent from hip-hop culture. And you got the hip-hop artists starting to change the conversation a little bit. Mm. The biggest ones. Kendrick, Cole, Drake. You got Big Sean. All of them focusing on mental health, healing, talking about, yo, I've been through this trauma Talking about, yo, I ain't really trying to, you know what I mean, live the way I was living before. Yes, some of them still doing the records that are quote-unquote hitting right now. Um, Tootsie Slide and, you know, Drake got a couple on uh, demo, uh, dark, dark lane demo tapes. He got a couple where he's talking about drill shit and all of that. Tootsie, Tootsie actually put out a record. You you heard the shit the other day? Nah, I knew that he put something out. But yeah, I, yeah. I was like, oh, this nigga an artist? The record? I don't know where it's going, but yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, he been an artist. He been putting okay. shit out. But um, yeah, everybody is receding from the traditional. It's only the new ones that are trying to hold on. And none of y'all, damn, I'm about to say this. None of y'all are entertaining enough to, to hold the reins. None of the, the new rappers. The closest one y'all had, y'all took him away. R.I.P. Pop Smoke. Yep. None of y'all are interesting enough 
I'm sorry. Like, a lot of y'all are great to listen to, but none of y'all. You can't stand the test of time. Yeah, the, the star power is not there to, to make me want to wake up and drill somebody. I'm you, sorry. Yeah, you won't be Nikki. You won't be Drake. You won't be Wheezy. We, I don't, we, we don't have to say no more. If we say Kanye, it's insulting. That's a fact. Y'all should just be happy you're doing records with Kanye. To get to Kanye's super, uh, super star uh, status, that's probably not going to happen. And I'm again. I'm I'm definitely not um, looking down upon yeah, hip hop because I I still fuck with hip hop. I'm just I feel like I'm just in a space where the appreciation for the culture of hip hop is not the same. Because look at what it's doing. Look at what it's been doing. Look at what it's been doing. And at this point, it don't feel like a benefit. Nah, it, it's a deficit if anything. You know, besides the few gems that we already spoke about. Um, but let's get into this politics so we could wrap up and get out of here. About to give you a solid two hour, two hour show and be done. That's what a lot of y'all wanted. This shit, that's what I wanted. <laughs> well, I've got some red meat for you. We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. But y'all will let niggas run around with AR-15s and shoot up supermarkets, shoot up schools, make it feel unsafe for anybody to go outside. And... I mean, at this point, I don't know what else there is to say. I think that this particular situation in Texas has revealed a lot of different things. You got people talking about how police technically do not have to go in places that they feel would put themselves in danger. But that's your whole that's the whole point of the job. That's like saying firefighters should never run into buildings that's burning. They say legally there's precedent that that is not the job. The job is serving and protecting, but it's not putting yourself in any type of danger. Wait, what part of the game is this? I mean, I thought that was the whole reason why we're supposed to look up to police is because they put their lives on the line every day. That's I mean, been the tagline. That's been the tagline since police was there, since police got here. I mean, so um, you got that running around. Oh, shit. You got police officers that. We're stopping parents from getting in the building yeah, I to, saw that. to get their kids, but then went and got their own kids out that. the building. I saw that. Um, there's been a whole bunch of shit coming out about they let the shooter barricade himself in for 40 minutes. Then uh, the police are saying, well, we didn't let him. Or It's just a hot fucking mess. Cops, why isn't the shooter dead? That's my question right oh, now. Oh, no, he is dead. Was killed. Killed him on the spot. Mm. They killed him. Um, oh, I'm getting it confused with the other guy. With the supermarket. Yeah, supermarket. yeah, yeah. That, that nigga's still alive. That nigga's still alive. Correct. Yeah. Okay. My apologies. Nah, this nigga dead. This nigga got killed. There were mixed reports on it, though. First, they okay. said that he wasn't killed, and okay. then they said he was killed. So, okay. Um, But yeah, they, they did kill him. As long as the story is mathing. So what's the aftermath now? So what do we do? Because we literally had 
two mass shootings happened in a span of one week. Like literally, like one week to to another week. Yeah, two consecutive weeks. Mm. Insane. What do we do? Where we at? The same place we always end up. It's gonna be nothing but mouth talk. The National Rifle Association did say something on Twitter, and I was like, I'm tired of just hearing from y'all niggas. I don't know. Well, I mean, what they them niggas ain't trying to stop. Guns is giving them money, so they not trying to stop. But they had the gall to be like, yo, if you coming to this Trump uh, rally. That we doing right. can't bring your guns. Be, be prepared to be declipped up. Because <laughs> if not, nigga, we actually going to be the ones really shooting. I mean, we do this. It's a political issue. And every political issue at this point in time, all politicians. Well, let me not say all. A lot of politicians are afraid to actually take action. They will say all the lip service that they possibly can and want to. But to actually do something that would change the way things are going, they're, they're not really invested or trying to do that. You know what I just realized? We haven't talked about it in a few weeks. What's going on with Russia and Ukraine? That's going to keep continue to fade into the background. I haven't heard. And, and I know it's still happening. I know it's still happening. But. Well, the biggest thing that's coming out, and I don't I don't know if we highlighted this enough, but um, we, we need to see Brittany Griner get home. Um, Yo... It's been over 100 days now that she's been over in Russia and they've been moving her trial back and things like that. What exactly happened again? Uh, she had hash in her luggage when she was, I guess, attempting to get out of Russia. She plays overseas when the, the um, season is off for a Russian team. Um, and as she was trying to board the plane to, I guess, maneuver, I don't know if she was trying to come back or not, but as she was trying to maneuver... They stopped her and they locked her up. This was exactly around the same time uh, they started the right. war in um, Ukraine right. and America started putting them sanctions and stuff out. So a lot of people, of course, feel like the real thing going on is she's being used as a bargaining chip or prisoner of war. And she has nothing to do with anything regarding that. And they're just using that because she's a big star. What is she the- ended up being there. I wonder what the WNBA uh, is doing to assess. I mean, I think a lot of stuff is happening behind the scenes. Okay. Um, Brittany Griner's wife had mentioned a long time ago to please not, A, politicize it. B, please don't be continuously um, attempting to, like, put PSAs and stuff out about her because mm. it wouldn't be helpful. Oh, wow. So doing that's what she said initially. I don't know if she decided to change that thought. Um, but, um, her initial, her initial message was to not be so like out there with it. So I think a lot of outlets have been quiet on it because of that. I haven't really seen much about it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the war in Ukraine, I think, I mean, it clearly is not going in the favor of Russia. No. In the sense of, I do think they thought this would be a quick operation. No. Ukraine ain't backing down. Well, yeah. the president of Ukraine is not backing down. Or the people. The, the people is aggressive as well. Yeah, they're not letting this shit fly. Even though I've been seeing, like, stories, you know, I, I don't know if it, I should say it's weird or it's just like, yo, shit just be happening. You don't know. You got, you know, refugees going to either Russia or going to Ukraine and people falling in love. People getting married. I'm like, what's going on? Is this, is this the other side of war that we don't talk about? This shit kind of weird to me. I think... The documentation of war has changed forever with uh, camera phones. So, oh hell yeah, we're definitely going to see 
aspects of war in different ways that we haven't seen before. So, oh, yeah, because everybody is a part of the war, even though they're not the ones on the battlefield. Because the battlefield now could be just perceived from an Instagram post of people looking at missiles and then you could take that one way and then somebody that's actually there looking at it and a whole another perspective. But meanwhile, all of that took place in that one place. But it's just how the, the cameras is being angled and how they posting it. And the captions is telling another story as well. Yeah. And uh, like you said, I think there are aspects of war that maybe we haven't visualized because most of what we've seen about war has been given to us by the History Channel uh-huh, history and books. history books, which are sanctioned typically by state governments. Uh-huh. So we're getting one side of the story. I think now we're seeing a war happen in real time um, from different perspectives, uh, straight and direct from maybe somebody whose house just got bombed. And right. they, they're taking their camera phone out and, and straight, showing it. Yeah, straight to the internet. Yep. So In real time, on live. There's nobody telling you what isn't or isn't mm-hmm. or is happening. And mm-hmm. like you said, if people are falling in love and stuff, that's always happened in war. That's true. I was just about to say, you know what? Why, yeah, why did I say that? Yeah. But that's like true. seeing it, though. Oh, seeing I, it in I, real time, though. I think that that's probably the new experience that you're feeling yeah. is like, this is different. Like to see niggas sit here and be like, yo, my country is blowing your shit up, but I'm but I'm but I'm falling in love with you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like it's it's different. Um. Before we get out of here, y'all niggas got to be careful on Indeed. <laughs> oh yeah, I almost got got a few times on Indeed. I definitely, I don't, I don't want to say I almost got got, but I've definitely seen a lot of jobs where where it's been like this is fishy. So I'm, is is Switch Solutions a real company, bro? I don't know I what the fuck wanna, that is. Okay, right. I <laughs> I want people to understand one. If there's no real salary there, oh. A lot of times these fake jobs will go up there and they'll say like on co- on commission. That means they don't got no bread for you. Now, I'm not saying that that may not be a real job, but that's probably not a real job because <laughs> they don't have no capital to actually bring on an employee. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there are other jobs. And if it's too good to be true, it's probably not real. You just got to always run with, with that and ask mad questions. Like, make sure that you Google companies, because that's what I do. Like, if I I see a company on Indeed, and I'm like, I've never seen them before, and this shit don't seem right, I go and Google them on the spot. Right, try to see if they got a website. And also, to try to see if you can get, like, to, to like, find out, like, maybe read some Google reviews, because you could kind of know what's real and what's not, and see what other people have said, whether they work for the company now or whether they've worked for the company in the past. Like, this is a time that niggas are scamming because... Yeah. People are paranoid. They want a job. Well, that and a lot of people, like, the shit is all flipped upside down. <laughs> Niggas could tell you, yo, it's a remote job. So you don't really, mm. you don't got to come in for an interview. We could do all these Zoom interviews. And then at the end of the Zoom interview, I could tell you, you hired. You didn't give me all your personal information. And you gave over. me your security, social security, uh, all of this that I'm telling you I'm going to put in the system. And then I'm off to the races with your shit. Right. So um, y'all got to be careful. Google these fucking companies. Um and be safe out there. Got the tough knot? Ah, uh, man. Um, listen, man. I think that uh, it's important that we do our best. Even when we feel like the other person is just like, eh. That's not enough. We got we to we, we get to a place where we know our best is enough. And that's it. 
I got to talk to these internet niggas before I respond to them. So this is my what would dad say. Oh, shit. There's a video going around of a lady, a young lady, who's saying that um, her man runs her household. And not only does he run the household, he runs her. There's a lot of butt hurt niggas mad because I asked the question that said, what is... What is the fascination with certain niggas and this idea of running a woman? Mm. To this moment, I put that shit up at like three o'clock. To this moment, not one nigga has answered the fucking question, but everybody want to talk about, oh, well, you got to listen to the message. No, I listen to the fucking message. You not answering my question. Why are y'all niggas fascinated with running women or the idea that you are the king of the castle and that you get to tell everybody underneath you what to do. Why are you fascinated with that? There's a difference between having a partner and if that's the dynamic that y'all decided to do where it's like, yo, babe, I really want you to do the final decision making X, Y, and Z. Like, I'm going to manage this, that, and the third. Cool. That is your relationship. I'm never going to question what's going on in your relationship and what y'all decide to do. But a lot of y'all are not in relationships, not dealing with no woman, but feeding for a woman to be subservient to you. And the question is why? Mm. Now, I had a nigga on online. I'm about to bust his chops in a second. Damn. I had a nigga say, this question will come from a man who doesn't know his place. In the hierarchy. My hands work. <laughs> I think these niggas on live be forgetting niggas' hands work because they don't see them. Cool. I ain't really mad off of it. But what I'm saying is this. <laughs> I know my place. Ooh. I do. Uh-oh. Do you know yours? Y'all niggas be caught up in whatever y'all be caught up in and think somehow, you know what? It goes back to ego. A lot of y'all niggas ain't shit in life. And so when y'all come home, uh, y'all want a, a woman drowning, uh, to make you feel like a king. Damn. But you not a king, dog. Wow. You not a king on whatever, you, you know what I mean? You not Basquiat, nigga. Nah. Y'all niggas got to chill before Damn. I really go off for y'all. Wow. Another episode of Dad Has a Bow Ties. Bye.